are you? I'm doing good. Ready good. for our podcast today. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we want to introduce uh, Carl Young to our listeners. Um, if you have taken any basic psychology coursework or um, research psychology, Carl Young is one of our founding fathers in psychology. And Carl Young is deep. So today we will be talking about Jungian archetype archetypes. And this is not my um, specialty. I'm not an expert in Carl Jung. So I, (laughs) neither of us are. Right. So this is just two therapists having a conversation about Carl Jung. We're not like one of his prodigies by any means. (laughs) Would have loved to have been. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be very cool. Hmm. And these are things that probably that most people are aware of, but they're not aware of. Yes. As confusing as that sounds, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like once we start talking about it, I think it'll, it'll sound familiar to people, but it's not something they think about day to day. No. Yeah. And yeah. So we're going to talk about what are archetypes and the basic meaning of what an archetype is. And can you hear me okay? Yeah, crystal clear on my end. Nice. So what is an archetype? And this is the basic building blocks of stories that all writers, mythology, religion, um, you know, they come from this uh, collective unconsciousness that we all kind of resonate with. And he says that he suggests that this is already inside of us into our human DNA and our psyche. Yeah. That it's like inherited. Yes. Shared by all people. Yeah. And we have um, the hero, the damsel in distress, the magician, the, um, old wise man centennial yeah. they call him explorer innocent rebel yeah i think there's 12 total yes there are 12 total um miss rachel would you like me to pull that up on the um presentation or you want to sure go ahead here for a minute okay all right so i'm going to share screen with you guys and I'm going to pull up our PowerPoint. So here's Mr. Carl Young. And can you see that? Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So here is our PowerPoint with that. And And so there's 12 archetypes total. And they're kind of split into four groups of three. And so the innocent, the sage, and the explorer are all exploring spirituality. The rebel, the magician, and the hero are all trying to leave a legacy. The everyman, the lover, and the jester are pursuing connection. 
and the creator, the ruler, and the caregiver are trying to provide structure. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do the slideshow. I, I forgot. There it is. Okay. There we go. Is that better? I think it's a little bit better. Yes. There's right. not the um, functions and stuff at the top. It's just the, the screen, which is good. Thanks, Linda. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So do we want to go through these? Sure. A little bit. All right. So we'll start with the three that are exploring spirituality, the innocent, the sage, and the explorer, right? So innocent is seeking safety at all costs. It wants happiness. People see it as very endearing. There's this like desire to be free from harm and wrongdoing, right? And so that's the positive. And all of these have like positive and negative. They're, they're kind of dual, right? And so the negative would be, you know, this, you're trying to live a life without hardship. So you can be kind of naive. You can tend to want to avoid responsibility, right? You're very afraid of abandonment. Um, you can be blind to your own weaknesses, which could lead to entitlement if you stay unchecked, right? So if, you know, if the innocent is like this childlike persona tends to be your archetype, those are kind of what you're trying to balance. The sage is like the wise one. It wants to understand and seek truth. It values wisdom and intelligence, but they can become so obsessed with, uh, you know, analyzing things that that can get in the way of their relationships, right? That makes me think of like the shows where there's like a detective that just gets so obsessed with trying to solve a case that, you know, it's family falls to shambles and, and all that kind of stuff. I like that example. Yeah. And then the explorer, that's our like inner adventurer. You want freedom. You're looking for your true self. You want to understand the world and your place in it. You value autonomy and ambition, being true to yourself, right? The explorer is like a force to be reckoned with, um, but it could lead you down a path of self-destruction. It could alienate you from relationships because you're always in search of trying to improve your life, right? And be an individual that you may not realize what you already have, right? You might take things for granted in your need to, to do, be yourself. You might lose yourself instead. That's true. You can yeah. go to, too far with that exploring, huh? Right. Yeah. So then we've got those that want to leave a legacy, the rebel, right? You want to, you're seeking radical change. You're trying to break all the rules, um, destroy all the social norms, create change, right? Um, you're kind of like embodying rage and anger in order to, to break down what's no longer serving you or society. Um, but you can become really afraid of losing everything, right? That's important to you and you got to find balance, got to learn to let go of some of that anger and uh, realize, you know, that the destructiveness is not just for being destructive and being disagreeable, but it's to build better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just tell me when you want me to talk about <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. You want to talk about the magician and the hero? Oh, yes. Thank you, Rachel. The hero is, you know, on the mission to make the world a better place. Um, the movie that always shows up for me with a hero is Batman. And I love oh. Batman. Um, he wants Gotham to be crime free and he's working so hard to accomplish that. So, and, you know, he has to come in contact with his own fear and loss of his parents and the fear of, you know, being in the darkness with the bats. So I think that's, that's pretty cool the way he has to manage all those things and still you know, do something good out of what happened bad to him. I like that hero story. Some people really kind of resonate. They always like to you know, be a the police officer or the mm-hmm. fire rescue. They have a hero part of themselves and they may not know that until they start looking at, oh, I am driven or I move towards being a helper and rescuing people. And that's yeah. a... I feel like this is the part of us that helps us like set and achieve goals. The hero part. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Who doesn't want to be the hero in their own story? Right. Yeah. What about the magician? Thank you for telling me which ones you did. Cause I was sitting there like present, but we're good. Yeah. Well, there's 12. It's hard to keep track. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's ones underlying these. Oh, wow. It's a lot. Um, so the magician, they they mentioned the brands Apple, Disney. I don't know what that last one was. Uh, you know, creating um, like surreal experiences. And have you, you know, ever been to a magician, Rachel? Or no? But when you say Disney, I'm like making dreams come true. You know, like wow. Hmm. Yeah, they're pulling that rabbit out of the hat, and it's like, how did that happen? Fantasy, Um, yeah. Just so fun and surreal. And it takes you to that inner child part of yourself. You're like, oh, there is an Easter bunny. Yes. In a more, like, present-day context, I think of, like, the, the really inspirational public speakers that go all over the world and give talks, like, they're not doing the traditional form of magic, but they're, they're helping transform people right Mm. into better versions of themselves. Like that to me is a a modern day magic. I'm thinking Brene Brown and Tony. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tony Robbins does that too. It's Tony, right? Robbins. I think so. Yes. Yeah. They help enlighten like people inspire. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. What's our next one? Uh, how about the every man? He's a pursuer of connection. The every mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So in the every, every man, I think that's, you know, everyone can resonate with the guy that goes to the Home Depot on a Saturday morning, gets his tools out and starts building a little shed. So it's the every, every man dude. And just the down to earth kind of guy that, you needed a hammer he's got it to borrow 
Yeah. Humble. Just kind. Yeah. And um, about the lover. Yeah. Yes, the lover. They are just so passionate and they're just emulate um, this energy that I'm thinking Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian. I think they create Mm -hmm. just beauty and love and passion. And they just like, they just symbolize that kind of energy and you feel it like and it says victoria's secret chanel mm-hmm. i i guess the ice cream is sort of sexy hagen <laughs> hagen das that's funny maybe, maybe their commercials are i don't know i haven't seen one <laughs> i bet they are i think i have smooth chocolate you know just the lover yeah, yeah. wanting love and passion and connection romance romance yeah yeah what about the jester oh yes this person brings a lot of joy to the world and they like a little bit of mischief and old spice that that's true old spice did do some commercials where the guy's just being ridiculous yeah yeah he's, he's got his towel on yeah, he's like on that horse or something. <laughs> Riding a horse for no reason. Yeah, just funny, lighthearted. Who's the guy in the office that also played in Guardians of the Galaxy, the main character? Mm. The Jester. I can picture him, but I'm bad about names when it comes to actors and actresses. But I know who you're talking It'll about. come to us. Uh, yeah. Jim Carrey is a Jester. Oh, yeah yeah any like comedian type yeah yeah just want to put a smile on your face just want to yes make the make room laugh yes you're right Rachel what about the movie Dumb and Dumber did you see that yes perfect example of Jester <laughs> yeah. ridiculous just it's silly slapstick it's banal humor just banal's the correct word for making fun yeah. of bodily functions, right? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that's a new one for me. I was like, sure, yeah. I don't know. So hope yeah. our audience don't mind if I don't have the correct wording. I think it's right. It sounds right. Yeah. And then it's Rachel. A... Yeah, go ahead, Rachel. What were you gonna say? No, I'm gonna be polite. I'm talking oh. to no, no, you're good. I was gonna go over the last three real quick. These ones provide structure. The creator uh, wants to, you know, put their vision into form, values, imagination, um, always looking for the next new project, the ruler, right? We think of like a king or queen, they want control, they want to create a prosperous uh, family or community, they create order out of chaos, Mm -hmm. and then the caregiver lives to serve, they want to help and protect others, you think of like a mother, figure very nurturing right very compassionate yeah so that's all 12 yeah and Rachel and I both probably did our archetype test today I think she did hers too I did yeah and um would you like to share your archetype Rachel I don't mind sharing mine yeah I don't mind sharing mine so my um 
strongest was the creator, which mm. I think fits. Um, I like to come up with creative solutions to problems. I like to uh, decorate my house. That's a creativity outlet for me. I like to make things. So I thought that was fitting. Yeah. So it just did it kind of reinforce what you already knew about yourself or? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What about so, you? Yeah. Mine came up the innocent child, the Joker, the hero and the father. Okay. So I was, I was surprised. I thought I'd be the sage, which I guess that's the, is that the, that's the father, right? Old wise man. May, that might be. Yeah. the same thing they got some different names for some of these so if you go like looking up more information it might be confusing because it confused me it confused me too yeah. yeah and so these the hero resonates with me the joker i do like having good fun mm -hmm. yeah um the innocent i i think i after the loss of my dog i think i do have a mm. sense of childlike you know, behavior when it comes to loss and that sadness that I felt, I was like, wow, I really do like long for a magical Peter Pan land where all the animals live forever. I'm like, I just, yes. Worry. Right. <laughs> like who's not seeking safety and happiness. I think we all are yeah. to some degree. Yeah. So well, was, yeah. Bef before starting the podcast, you know, Linda and I like, we were having this discussion and these archetypes reminded us of internal family systems, IFS that we've done a podcast on. And you and I both agreed. I think we all have all 12 of these, right. in different, different percentages. Mm -hmm. And depending on maybe like what we're facing or what we're going through in life, you know, one of these might become, you know, stronger in that moment. Well stated. Yeah. The, um, the part of self that he talks about in the internal family systems, the, um, protector parts. I, I see those as the hero in the sense that they're showing yeah. up for you when times are hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, Carl Jung also talks about like the personality and the shadow, which you can talk about a little. And I think, you know, some of these, as we went through and gave the description, people listening might be like, oh yeah, like I can see myself in, you know, these three or four, that might be part of your personality, right? That you're, that you want to accept. And then the ones that maybe you were a little like, oh, I don't know about that one, that, but maybe that's part of your shadow that you aren't so willing to accept. So would you like to explain the difference between those two? Would love to. Um, Thanks. Well, I came up, would you like me to review that for folks? Would that be helpful and part of the article? Yes. Yeah, right. go for it. So the personal unconscious was his term for the individual. So on an individual level, you have some things happening but then there's a collective experience that 
you have too as well. Mm -hmm. um, we all share the the need for a hero at times and we all feel like we're the victim at some times and mm -hmm. that's the collective unconscious. Yeah. Um, but we and, can see worldwide. I've, yeah. Yes. You know, like you can go to remote parts of the world that have not experienced European influence, you know, they still live very rustically, you know, and they still have these stories that they pass down from generation to generation, you know, with a hero or a villain. Does that make sense? That makes great sense. And most yeah. religion has, you know, the hero, the victim, yeah the uh the trickster which in yes my religion that would be satan he's the yes. trickster oh here's some here's some things you want to come over here i've got it all mm -hmm. this real so tempting the little shiny thing and, and you know you're like oh that shiny thing looks pretty over there yeah and then you've got you know your own shadow side that's like oh i like to to understand that darkness in life but then there's you know that part of yourself that you're like well I really uh, want to be good and pure and do good things so I'm going to look to a hero for modeling to me how to be and in my religion that would be Christ so emulating that um yeah so that I'm going to scroll down and here's a great YouTube video if folks like to Click on that they can um so the shadow is that part of the self in freudian it was you know the aggressive part the reproductive and the libido part of self with young he's saying that the dark side is the opposite of your yourself like if naturally rachel's an introvert she would be real social and go out and do an extroverted thing and that would feel would that feel comfortable for Rachel yeah probably not as much right is it like an alter ego is that kind of what you're talking about the shadow the shadow the darker is like a, side mm-hmm you're right in Do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that's what I was just thinking of yeah yeah He's a dentist by day and then at night he's taking bodies out. Yeah. So he's got a real helpful part of himself, but then he's got the total reverse of hurting people. So it's kind of like, whoa, the duality of that and um, yeah. making sense of that in, inside yourself and how that yeah. might show up. Yeah. Dark part of us that makes us human. We all have it. You know, like if someone's really rude and disrespectful to me, my shadow part is going to just pop up in my head and be like, I want to punch you in the face right now. I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> Cause that's not who I am. Right. But my, I, I'm putting stuff together. I'm like, oh yeah, my shadow wants to be violent sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, Jordan Peterson says it so well, um, some folks like him, some folks don't. I'm just saying his quote about being capable of being a monster mm. and taming that monster part of yourself in the day-to-day. -day. But you got to be capable of being a monster if necessary. 
So if someone attacks you or uh, hurts your husband, you're going to show up. That shadow needs to mm -hmm. show up in those instances. Yeah. And learning how to tame that shadow part of yourself without, I don't know, like in my religion, they would always say they're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. They're all super ego, the angel, that archetype, pure to the, you know, so pure, so good. And I've met folks that just seem to be that innocent. And I'm like, wow, that's remarkable. Hmm. But I don't know if they're integrating that part of themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? What? Star Wars. Yes. They say everyone has a light side and a dark side. And you've got to be aware of the dark side so that it doesn't take over you. You can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. What happened to Anakin? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He Turned let it take over face. him. Yeah. That came out of his grief, didn't it? Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't recognizing his shadow throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and why it's good not to be too far. Yeah. And I've read like um, this analogy where it's like, you know, if we're in a dark room, we can't see our shadow. It takes stepping into the light to know like what's behind us. So well stated. I wish I could take credit for it, but I definitely read that somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was powerful. Yeah. I like that. Um, so the other part of the self that Carl Jung, this is what's within us. This is the personal um, psyche of the individual, not the collective unconscious. This is your personal unconscious. So the anima and the animus, that is that part of the soul that is the opposite of this, your, your, your born sex. So if I'm born a female, there's a part of me that's got the male soul inside. Mm -hmm. And if I'm born a male, I have a part of me that has the female in my soul side of me, which that's yeah huge and deep and yeah that every human carries both feminine energy and masculine energy regardless of what they identify with the most yeah um the anima is for men would be the example that i found was the virgin mary being pure and female and for women the male archetype inside of us may be the strong female i think of wonder woman as this you know heroic beautiful woman mm -hmm. but she's powerful and she embodies the masculinity to be the hero in the movies i love that in the comic books yeah gotcha yeah. so it's, it's kind of like those um traits or like personality characteristics that are stereotypically assigned to either male or female the opposite of what you identify as right would have those traits Is that what we're saying yeah you're okay. exactly right 
isn't he so deep? Yes, very. Right? I mean, yeah. Well, Rachel, I'm like, when I look through these images, I'm just, I'm like, wow, this, this guy did some serious um, research and study for his time. And remember, this is pre um, internet Google search. Yeah. <laughs> think of that yeah, he was just traveling the world talking to all kinds of different cultures and people and seeing what was similar as far as personality regardless of you know people's lived experience and and where they grew up so it's pretty incredible oh so good and here's another image of what's happening within the human psyche you've got the outer world you've got the self there in the middle and he's different from Freud because he didn't believe that we were led by the ego mm. Freud yeah. believes that that's the center um and then there's that you know there's the e ego out there outside the circle so Jung's different in that sense yeah I don't know. I've seen it. go ahead I'm so sorry, Rachel. Go ahead. I can't see you as well. No, it's all right. I'm um, finished what you were saying. I'm intrigued. Well, yeah, the question would be, would you think being self-led is better than being ego-led? I would. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you're embodying self, you're embodying all your parts of your of your human psyche, whereas the ego is just, you know, mostly focused on what it wants. Yeah, it's important to have an ego. It's important to be aware of it because that's where self-esteem comes from, our individuality, right? The fact that I matter as a human being. Um, but we don't want to be ego led because that is like egotistic, you know, like that's the, the narcissist personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we want to have that balance for sure. Yeah. Please continue with your comment. Yeah. I was just going to say, I've seen it. Um, the image of an iceberg floating in the ocean where, a lot of what we're talking about is underneath the surface, right? So the persona is kind of like the part of the iceberg that's floating above the water that everyone can see. That's kind of like the way you present yourself in public, your persona. And then underneath is the, the ego, the self, the shadow, the anima and animus that we just discussed. So there's so much going on below the surface that not everybody gets to see. Yeah. All the more reason, Rachel, for folks to um, engage in self-work, uh, like to therapy. Uh, you could do some inner child work. You can pursue journaling. And, and recognizing patterns in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because to be self-actualized, 
meaning living up to your fullest potential in everything you do while you're here on earth, knowing your archetype will fulfill that purpose. If you're a hero, in what ways are you living up to being a hero? And if you're not, what would you like to do about that? Go back yeah. to school. Do you want to learn a new skill? Go get certified in fire training. What would help you live up to that archetype that you identify with? Yeah. Or how might the archetype you're identifying with be holding you back? Ooh, I like that. Right? You know, like if you're a hero, are you choosing your battles wisely or are you out there fighting every battle that comes up, wearing yourself out, you know, always seeing everything as win or lose? Good point. Good point, Rachel. That's accurate. Because if you're always, if in every situation you're trying to be the hero, it becomes a burden. You're burdening self. And that comes up to in, the internal family therapy systems model. You are managing way too much. You're trying to manage too much. Exhausting is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. That was a good reversal. I like what you said there. Um, we did in the notes. We, I don't think we went into this part, so I will, you want to just skip that one? Oh yeah, we can. I feel like we've covered a lot. Let's let people digest. All yeah, of this. we have covered a lot. So yeah. Yeah, that's that that is so neat. In my personality class that I'm teaching at Marshall, they love the Carl Young stuff. And I'm like, you guys mm. are deep. I'm this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's one that really I think helps us understand ourselves and other people. And like you said, even books and movies. And it's like, oh, that's why I, you know, love that book so much. Or that's why I can't watch this movie enough times because I relate to this character and that's me. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're watching a movie, if you notice that you and this character makes so much sense, write it down. Write down the traits of the character in the movie and say, yeah, I am helpful. I am caregiving. What what do you notice? And how might a good you... journaling prompt? I like good that. journaling prompt. Yeah. For listeners. So I think we might add that little archetype test onto this podcast if Rachel has yes. strength. I'll link it. <laughs> the memory. <laughs> She definitely has the wherewithal. She's super intelligent. And Thanks. I just appreciate you, Rachel, so much. Oh, likewise. It, the feeling is mutual. Appreciate you too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we hope that you guys liked our little pr like surface level. Quick review. cliff notes overview of Carl Jung archetypes. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And we hope to um, bring you more podcast yeah stay tuned and uh, we hope you enjoyed till next time bye bye